going back to um, Wednesday evening, um, I can't tell you the feeling uh, that I had in my heart as uh, Sophie and I walked down the aisle together. Yeah, the church wasn't set up like this for those who weren't here on Wednesday. The church was set up all facing that way with a, a center aisle down the center of the church. Down the, um, and uh, and I, I don't think I have felt such joy in my heart walking down the aisle with uh, uh, Sophie since the day... Mm, this is going to get me in trouble... <laughs> Many years ago, when we got married, uh, and um, that was another new um, 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 beginning for us. Um, and in those number of years that have passed, we have changed quite a a deal from. Uh, those um, young uh, people that uh, were in the church uh, on the 18th of May, 1991. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about, well, it's about nine, uh, 29, is it? Just coming up for 29, yes, a few. Uh, so, um, and uh, there's something about that change uh, that, uh, that I just want to speak about. Yeah, we were younger. My hair was up here. Can you imagine? Um, and uh, I think we were very different people then uh, than uh, those you meet now. Um, our attitudes, our outlooks, our hopes, the way we understood and the way that we knew ourselves were very different then. Uh, than they are now. And I think that's a natural thing. Uh, you know, I think it's very odd if we were the same people as uh, we were 28, 29 years ago. We would have been immune from all those events that uh, bring joy or scar or um, uh, laughter or pain uh, that obviously make us the different people now than we were then. I was a bank clerk. Um, longing to be a um, uh, somewhere higher up the um, uh, greasy pole of banking, um, I, I was wanting to accumulate, to gather, seeking wealth as as, as an answer to uh, all things, but especially personal uh, happiness and well-being. Uh, Sophie was a student speech and language therapist. She now teaches. Uh, student speech and language therapist. So she's kind of gone all the way around and, uh, and is doing that. Um, we didn't change at the same time and in the same places and in, in the same way. Sometimes that was hard when one of us was a different person and the other one was either behind or ahead or not quite in that same zone. Sometimes that's hard. Um, and we changed often as a result of life experiences and the communities, the communities of which we were a part, but especially the way that we reacted one to the other. We changed. A continual process then of new beginnings, new discoveries, 
Um, but always building on what went before, not in isolation, splendid isolation like my printer wants to be, but always building on, on, on the past. We changed, evolved into people that we are now. And uh, when, you, when I um, uh, meet you in however many years' time, we will be different people then than we are now. It's exciting. It's exciting, as our young people very wisely said. Um, it's exciting because we don't know where we will go or the path we will take. We don't know how we'll be affected or the effect that we will have on others. We don't know our place in our community or the way that our community will inhabit us. It's a bit scary. It's a bit scary. Um, but if we draw on those past experiences to help us to navigate into that uncharted world. Just uh, how lovely that that um, Bible passage set for today was a new start. Something new was happening. Jesus uh, was about to step into a new way of being. I wonder how he felt when uh, he knew uh, that that was happening. I wonder if he was up half the night wondering, what if? What if, what if it's not me? What if no one listens? What if when I call those uh, um, fishermen on the shore, they just ignore me? What if, as our poem describes, that gray promises of sameness whispered? How comfortable it is to hear those whispers of sameness in our lives. Because we know what that is. We know what to expect. We know how to act. We know our place in the sameness. What happens if that becomes a deafening? What happens when that becomes enticing offering of the seduction of safety? What if Jesus thought, oh, I'll do it later on or perhaps some other time? But when Jesus heard that John was in prison, he knew that this was his time. He knew this was the time uh, that he had for his new experience. He steps out into new ground. He leaves his home, his family, his friends in a small village and travels to the big city to begin this new ministry that he's called to do. As he begins, he draws on what went before. He, he, he uses that which had happened before to inform him in his ministry now. He continues the teaching of John the Baptist, his friend. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. That was his message when he first started out. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Now there's nothing wrong with this message of repentance. There's nothing wrong indeed. Uh, it's very appropriate for us to hear it today. Repent as Richard Raw tells us, means 
Change your minds. Change your minds. When I see what's been in the news this last week, or the end of this last week, I think repent is very important for us to call upon the Church of England to repent for that um, pastoral letter from the House of Bishops uh, declaring uh, all sorts of things that are, 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 are sinful when they're outside of a heterosexual married life. It seems like we've taken a couple of huge steps backwards um, and the timing and the, um, uh, the way it's come out just, I think, is just appalling. And so we can call on the House of Bishops to repent. We can call on the church commissioners to repent as they set a, a ridiculous target of 2050 to become carbon neutral. Where is the ambition? Where, where is the drive? Where is the urgency to set a ridiculously far ahead target to become carbon neutral? We can call upon the church commissioners to repent. We can call upon our government to repent when uh, we see that uh, overseas aid is being disguised as a way to um, exploit uh, other nations and to invest hugely in fossil fuels. Repentance is part of what we, as those who try to follow in the way of Christ, need to call. But Jesus' message was not John the Baptist's message. Jesus' message was different than John the Baptist. Jesus' message evolved over time. He begins to inhabit his own skin. He begins uh, to find his own words. He begins to proclaim his own message. He now proclaims the good news of the kingdom. The good news. Not a huge difference perhaps, but a, an important difference. Uh, he, is, he is now uh, tells us what is possible rather than repenting of what has gone before. He shows us a picture of what might be to come, a picture of possibilities, of hope, of good news. Good news for the oppressed, good news for the poor, good news for the least, the lost, and the broken. In the next chapter of Matthew's account of Jesus' life, he lays out the manifesto, his good news in the Sermon of the Mount, proclaiming these blessings as we who try to follow him, like Peter and Andrew and James and John, invited to work in partnership with him, joining in with the great manifesto of good news. And so, like Peter, Andrew, James, and John, amazingly, we are invited into this partnership, this partnership uh, to bring about some change, something different, something new, to offer glimpses of hope, of love, of joy, 
of restitution in those uh, that we meet. Like them, we will get it wrong from time to time. We're not perfect. God knows we're not perfect. Indeed, she knows just how imperfect each one of us actually is. But still, that call, come, 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 is proclaimed. Come and partner with God. Come and partner with each other. Come and partner with someone, something new. Come and love the homeless. Come and see the in invisible. Come and treat as fellow human beings those whom society dehumanizes. Come. Come. Come and what? What is God placing on our hearts, on your heart, on my heart? What, what are we uh, being invited to come into proclaiming good news in our church, in our community, in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces. It is a chance to reimagine, perhaps calling us into tackling holiday hunger, perhaps calling us to tackle the evil of isolationism in our society, perhaps calling us to rebuke the unjust powers and structures of our day, perhaps inviting us to stand at Islington Town Hall tomorrow to mark Holocaust Memorial Day. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. New beginnings offer us that opportunity to see with youthful eyes again all that is possible, to reassess who I am, what am I doing, and to dream that path of plentitude uh, that God invites us to walk alongside on. Uh, I saw... Three films this week. Well, I saw three films uh, in the latter half of this week, truth be told. I do love going and watching a film from time to time. Uh, so um, uh, you might find me... It's quite handy being able to walk to the Odeon, I have to say. That's, that's quite good. So I watched uh, three films. All, all I thought were excellent, but I have to put a caveat on that. I... I watch films in the moment, and I find, I find that uh, after a while they drift out. So uh, Sophie gets far more questions right on pointless about who was in that film or this film, even though she hasn't seen the films than, than I, I ever do. Uh, but uh, so I, I try to be in the present moment in those films that I watch. Uh, and these three were each set in an historical time 
of great change. We had World War I, World War II, and the rise of Trump. It, um, who knows where that will lead us. Um, 1917 was the first, a h hidden life, the second, and bombshell, the third. Um, amazing films in a very different and uh, their own way. But I think that each that all three were linked by this uh, moment, hinging on a moment uh, that a character's time had come. This was their moment. Were they going to do the right thing? Or were they going to stay, as would have been so easy for Peter, James, Andrew, and John, mending their nets, doing what their fathers had done, what their grandfathers had done, were they going to stay? Were they going to move into the new beginnings? Were they going to realize that this was their time and their place? And were they going to leave for the adventure that might become? The path ahead might not be what we expect or hope for. It might not be easy. It might be full of joy. But this, not only for me, but for all of us gathered here today, is a new beginning, a new opportunity, a new start to proclaim afresh what the good news of the kingdom looks like at St. Luke's, in uh, Holloway, in Islington, in London, in this nation? What does it look like in the part of God's kingdom that we have been invited to come and join in her work? I think it's going to be very exciting. So, as our poem summed up, dear friends, awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be at home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world that awaits us. Amen. Amen.